0: Hello, and thank you for joining Set Apart with KC. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. Today is uh, Friday, October 1st. And I just want to talk to you guys about, you know, we had another week in New York that was almost, it's almost satire. That's how unreal it feels, except for you know, it's kind of like the Babylon Bee, except for their satire is so on point that it's almost not satire, but it is satire. <laughs> and it's, you know, so many of their things that were satire have come true, and I feel like that's what it's like here in in New York, in the United States. But I just wanted to have a quick conversation today on why we need to act, why we need to stop. Um, This isn't everyone, but why uh, people need to stop sitting on their butts, sitting home, complaining to friends, whining, pissing, moaning, basically, and not going out and not doing what they need to do. You know, being a Facebook commenter, but not really standing when you need to stand. Now, I saw a meme this week. I shared it because it was good. And it said, you can pray all you want, but eventually David had to pick up a stone and act against Goliath. And this is something... I've been saying that, I've said that in this podcast before, not that exact expression, but basically like, you know, um, Daniel didn't just pray in, in in quiet. He, he acted, he refused to obey. He prayed with his windows open. People knew that he was praying. He stood, Shadrach, Meshach, and Beno, they stood, um, David, he acted and we need to act as well. This is very important. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, prayer is absolutely essential. Uh, it is often underused, which is is very sad because it shouldn't be because I think prayer is one of the most effective tools that we have. Um, you know, just open communication with God because we have that time not only to talk to him, but to hear from him. but but sometimes you have to act. and and I believe the time is now because there's just there's simply no truth anymore. So I don't see an end in sight. When there's no truth, when everything is propaganda, when everything is censored, when everything put before you is purposeful and fearful, I I don't see an end. I just don't personally. I'm just, I'm reminded of uh, Animal Farm in 1984. You know, that quote in Animal Farm where it says, um, uh, what is it? It's like, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. And I think of this week and I think of... um, I think of uh, Nancy Pelosi going to get her hair done without a mask. And I think of uh, Governor Newsom, you know, being caught out at dinner without a mask after making every single person in the state mask in order to go out to eat. And um, I think of uh, AOC, um, she, I know she hates that, so I'm going to do it again. AOC, um, you know, wearing a, a dress that says tax the rich at a dinner that's like, what would they say, $214,000 for a table? While she's not wearing a mask, but the attendant carrying her dress is wearing a mask. And this just reminds me of Animal Farm. Uh, You know, rules for thee, but not for me. And, you know, we have like this uh, Ministry of Truth, which is basically what it is. We have, you know, uh, Facebook censoring, YouTube now censoring misinformation, even if it's not misinformation. Because one of the things they listed was that they're going to stop misinformation that the COVID vaccine doesn't stop you from getting or transmitting COVID, but that was the words of the CDC director, and I don't think there's any debate over that anymore with the amount of breakthrough cases we have. But that's been decided that that'll be uh, misinformation, and your page will be shut down, and that video will be taken down, as has happened to one person I know already, and the the policy's been up for a couple days, if that. Um, But we also have, you know, we know Facebook's going to follow suit with that as well. They always do. Yeah, who hasn't been fact checked on Facebook? Um, that's in this fight. Uh, my fact checks always have nothing to do with my post. It'll be like the sky is blue. That's my post, and the the post will be like the sky is blue, but the grass is green, and the grass is green because of this, this, and this. So this post is wrong. And I'm like, just like, what do you do with that? What do you do? You can't even fight a fact check. You can't, you can try, but you don't, it doesn't do anything. I got blocked a couple months ago for saying the word, uh, for saying the phrase, kick your butt, like to a friend jokingly. And I got blocked and I peeled it and I lost. So what do you do anymore? I, I'm wondering at this point when they're gonna fact check the post I just put up about Harvard, not sure you heard. Um, Harvard just had to shut down to all Virtual learning, that's an expensive education to go on a computer um, because they have such a high case rate and they are like telling people, don't do this and don't do that and don't do this. But guess what? They have a 95% or higher vaccination rate. So I guess, I guess, no herd immunity, right? Like I said on here before, you can't have herd immunity with a vaccine that doesn't stop or uh, stop transmission or um, uh, stop you from getting it. But they're just case in point. This whole thing with Fauci since the beginning. Oh, when are we gonna have herd immunity? Maybe eighty percent. Maybe eighty five. They're at ninety five percent. Where are you going from there? What would we have to have hundred percent compliance? Uh, at what point? And now the boosters. What point is what? What point are you at compliance? <sighs> and if you can't tell, I'm a little frustrated. We had a very very rough week here. Um, many nurses were fired. Uh, healthcare workers were fired. Uh, I spent the week fighting with my husband for a religious exemption for the military. Um, I spent the week helping friends get religious exemption, helping friends figure out how to handle things if they were gonna if they were gonna wait to be fired. Um, the local hospital here fired, I believe it was two hundred and six workers um, because of the mandate, uh, but ten of them were physicians. So I thought we were supposed to listen to the medical professionals. 10 physicians were just fired because they refused to get the vaccine. So what's that say? You've got, what is it? What did they, last time I heard, it was 94,000 healthcare workers in New York State were about to be fired because of the mandate. And obviously, we know the governor's bringing in the National Guard, and the governor's bringing in workers from other countries who don't have certifications here. And they're also allowing um, first-year med students and nurses who don't, haven't finished their degree yet, so heck if i'm going to go to a hospital with my kids in new york i'll be driving out of state um but um we had another another thing happen this week okay we have a friend a very good friend we've been friends with them for a long time um and they have adopted two sons from haiti and one of the sons that they adopted from haiti has a heart condition he had um strep when he was younger in Haiti. And he had a rheumatic fever and it it enlarged his heart and he has mitral valve disease. He has had 17 cardioversions and, oh, you know, oh, he's had two open heart surgeries and some other procedures. He has um, uh, not been able to get a uh, COVID vaccine medical exemption because his cardiologist says that their hospital won't let him write it because it's not on the CDC list. Now, this this young man, he's in his 20s, he absolutely has no good reason to get this vaccine. He's already had COVID. But health-wise, I mean, he, he's a young man that has a higher risk of myocarditis from the vaccine. He's already got heart conditions. He's had open-heart surgery twice. I mean, what are we talking about here? But this doctor's afraid to write the exemption because of his hospital. Healthcare is not healthcare anymore. Doctors aren't their own anymore. They're, not, they're too afraid to lose their jobs to actually stand up for what's medically right. Where's the Hippocratic Oath? I have no idea. I'm just, I'm livid. But anyway, our friend Ronald has worked quite a few years to get into nursing schools at our, our local college here. Um, and they told him he couldn't continue going to the nursing program because he wasn't allowed to do the clinicals at the hospital because the hospital wouldn't accept his religious exemption. Now, they kind of made the point that they, as a college, would accept his religious exemption, and they've accepted other people's, so I don't see why not. But what they're stating is that because he's in clinicals, he um, he can't do the clinicals because the hospital won't accept his religious exemption. But here's the funny thing. This young man already works at that hospital as an employee when he's not in nursing school. And that hospital has already accepted his religious exemption. So there's no good reason. Now, this college, his parents have been up and down it. They have contacted a lawyer. They have contacted our Senator Daphne Jordan. They have contacted our Assemblyman Jake Ashby. They have contacted our Assemblyman John Salka. They have contacted News 10. They have contacted every person that they could possibly get a phone number for. To discuss the fact that this is absolutely wrong and unfortunately until this point they haven't gotten anywhere so he could definitely use your prayer his name is ronald he's a wonderful young man and i'm just devastated about what's happening to him he's just worked so hard and at this point they didn't they they actually oh i you know i totally forgot a part of the story um so he went to his classes anyway on monday um and they uh, the security walked around with a picture of him. Now, obviously, this is a, a black Haitian man. So I don't know in what other world this would be okay. Like, this would be all over the news if it wasn't the fact that he wasn't getting the vaccine. We all know that. I mean, you, well, you'll hear. You'll understand. So they took his photo. They walked around the college campus, went to his class, found him, identified him by his photo, and escorted him off the property. Told him he could not go to his classes because he was not vaccinated. Now, the hospital, the 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 college just said he couldn't go to his clinicals. So why can't he go to his classes? And then when he went that later that day, or was it the next day? He went to his clinical at the hospital, and the hospital let him walk right in because he's he's an employee there and he didn't miss his clinical. But then the next day the college wouldn't let him go to his court his class. So now he's missed so many classes that it's very unlikely that he'll be able to finish the course unless the college agrees to make up those classes for him, which they should do because they're violating his rights. They are discriminated against him on a religious basis. This college has accepted religious exemptions for other students. The hospital has agreed to accept his religious exemption. So there's no reason that this young man cannot go forward with this, this degree. But yet here we are. So you can understand, we spent a good portion of the week fighting this and it's just been... Been devastating, and 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 back to my point about a call to action. You know, we we really acted there. We we did everything we could, um, you know, within within um, a peacefully. We did everything peacefully. We contacted every representative we could. We fought with the college. We got a lawyer. They got a letter. The family has done every possible thing they could do. They even had people that they know make phone calls to the college to complain. Um, I know Senator uh, Daphne Jordan Jordan called on their behalf, but. I I want you to see kind of the bigger picture here because um, then this is why I'm saying we need a call to action. In Massachusetts, um, troopers walked off the job, just walked off the job because of the mandate. So they're down on troopers. And if you don't think that's going to happen in New York, you're 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 wrong. Like if if you think that, sorry, if you think that's going to not happen in New York, you're wrong. I know troopers. Who are going to leave their job. I know sheriffs who will lose their, leave their job over this mandate. They will also leave their job if they're forced to mandate anyone else. And let, let's look at this bigger picture too. We just, what, 94, what did I say? 94,000 healthcare workers are about to lose their jobs and you're about to bring in an uneducated people who don't know fully how to do their jobs. Uh, Governor Hochul was talking about how she's going to have National Guardsmen come in and sit and be a patient advocate for the person. How, how does that, show me how, go ahead, put an IV in. Not to mention the absolute irony that, um, and I'm not saying that they should be, but the National Guard is not mandated to get the vaccine. This has been widely reported. The National Guard is not mandated to get the vaccine until June of 2022. So inevitably, some of those National Guardsmen will be unvaccinated, and you will be replacing unvaccinated healthcare workers with unvaccinated Guardsmen. And no one seems to want to address this issue. No one wants to address the, the, the how, how stupid this is. Like this is just the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. But let, let's again look at this bigger picture. You got cops walking off the job. You got troopers walking off the job. You've got sheriffs walking off the job. You've got healthcare workers walking off the job. And now you got teachers walking off the job because the mandate in New York City takes place and they got a couple thousand teachers and, and people who work in the classrooms that are mandated they're going to walk off the job. And then what do you have when you can't send your kid to school because there is no teacher? When You can't bring your kid to the hospital because there are no doctors. When You can't protect your kid and have the police there when you need them there because they're so um, understaffed. What do you have? Because you have a collapse. That's what you have. And this governor has just turned out to be that much worse than our one before. I mean, she's on a track record for it. He killed thousands of elderly, but it seems like she's going to kill plenty herself just with lack of care. Our local hospitals already shut down and said, don't come here unless like you're going to die. Um, a bunch of hospitals in New York have shut down labor deli- labor and delivery. They don't, they don't have the staff to deliver babies. So what's next? Oh, uh, what did I read about up in upstate New York? Um, no elective surgeries. And, and we all know elective isn't like, ooh, uh, nose job. No, elective surgeries are like knee replacements that desperately need to be done but are considered elective. You know, I had knee surgery earlier this year. Um, it was absolutely essential to me, but it was considered an elective surgery. And then we've got our governor who I was just talking about, you know, this this woman. And uh, she gets up this week and she speaks. And I, I don't encourage you to go find this because if you're anything like me, it's going to make you a livid person who's gripping your fists and, and um, wishing for some bad things. Um, but she got up and she spoke about how God told her that this vaccine is from him and how um, that the smart people are the ones who take it because they're listening to God and how we all need to be as apostles and go out and get the vaccine and also get people to get the vaccine. While at the same time, the Pfizer chief is predicting COVID variants are going to persist regardless of the vaccine. And then Pfizer's telling us that the COVID shot is going to be an annual shot right? Of course it is because we all know what that means. That means money. That means more money for them. They made billions of dollars off of this shot. Notice Pfizer is the only one that's been approved so far for this booster shot. And so every year you're going to have this booster to get and you're going to have to go get this booster. And if you don't get that booster, you're not vaccinated. So you're going to lose your job. Even if it made you sick last time, doesn't matter because you don't get an exemption if you get sick. So, so there's your bigger picture. Okay. You're seeing, starting to see why you need to stand up, right? You're seeing like this total collapse of New York. We, New York City, you can't go in any of the restaurants without a vaccine passport. I can't wait to hear how those businesses are hurting because everyone I know is just refusing to go down there. I'm not going to spend my money there. That's fine with me. And then you've got these fights in the city, so that's not helping. And like I said, you're losing your troopers, you're losing your cops, you're losing your teachers, you're losing your healthcare workers, and there's a collapse. And now we have this infrastructure bill which I heard about today. I heard about it before, but today I heard that if you're a business that has over 100 employees and you are, um, you have an employee who's unvaccinated, it's a $700,000 fine. Now, I, I don't watch him too often just because of uh, time and his things are always very long. I like him though. Uh, Tucker Carlson talked today about uh, some company that had like a chemical spill and, and people died. People died because of their negligence. And they were fined $12,000. But here, $700,000 for businesses that have unvaccinated employees. I got to tell you, I, I saw something that an employer did last week and I just thought it was genius. Uh, well, two things. I saw two things. One, uh, one of the employers um, split their company so and named them differently and so that they were under 100 employees. And then the other employee, employer, um, fired fourteen of his employees so that it would be under ninety nine, but he fired only vaccinated employees because he didn't want to penalize the unvaccinated for making a choice. And I think ultimately he penalized the vaccinated for making a choice. Not saying I totally agree. I think it might have been should have been like a random or like last hired type thing, but regardless, I understand the stand he's making. The stand he's making is I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that to people, and so I'm gonna fire anyone who who I'm going to fire off the top people that I have to that aren't vaccinated because those unvaccinated people are already being punished in so many ways in life. Why punish them in one more, you know? But we have this infrastructure bill and it's trillions and trillions of dollars that we don't have and money that we're going to print and it's going to cause inflation to go up, which is, I mean, where are we going with that? I don't even know anymore. And the the point just being that this is not going in a good direction, people, if you don't, if you don't see this. And if you're sitting on your couch going, Oh, this is so bad. I don't know what to do. Get up, do something, go to the rallies, go, go to the rallies, go to your congressman, go to your, um, your senator, go fight, tell them you're not, you're not happy. And when time comes to vote, vote for someone who's doing the opposite of what you're unhappy with. Like if someone is the person that's voting for, or like if I hate to say it, like, pretty much you can't vote for a Democrat. Almost every single Democrat is on board with all of these things. And some Republicans are too. You got to be careful. You got to be careful who you vote for. I encourage you to go and watch the things they've said and read the things they've written and go see how they voted previously on on previous bills, because we've got plenty of them that these people are passing. But again, so we're going to get to action, okay? But before you know, we get to that. I just, I just want to give you a, a, you know, a quick little update about some numbers. Okay. Because you got to know why you're acting. Right. So I I watched a video this, this, uh, week, I think two days ago from, um, uh, Australia and they talked about their numbers vaccinated and unvaccinated. we all know what's going on in Australia. I'm pretty sure. I mean, they're on complete lockdown. It's absolutely horrendous. They, um, I mean, the people are in the streets being beaten. They they can't go anywhere. They can't do anything. Um, They stupidly gave up their guns years ago in a buyback program, and they have no way to fight. And and, uh, go look. Go look. It's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen, and you better know it's coming here. You better know. I mean, we have our guns, but you better know it's coming here. You better know that if you don't stand up now and if people don't stop complying, that that's what's going to happen here. The only difference is it's going to be a heck of a lot more bloody. Because we have our guns, and there are patriots who are going to stand up and go, "Uh-uh, this ain't happening." But let's let's talk about these Australian numbers. Okay, they said, "Oh, you know, we we had seven people die today. Um, uh, you know, seven people. I, now, I, I forgot to write down how many of them were vaccinated. But a good amount of the seven people who died were. Vac- I think four of them. I think four of them were fully vaccinated. One was partially." Something like that. I don't remember exactly. So, but you can find this video. I posted it on, um, on my Facebook page uh, on "Set Apart with KC," um, and it's also um, on a couple other um, things. I'm probably taking down from YouTube now. Um, but in their hospitalizations in Australia, I don't know how they don't catch that they're saying these things, but they do. They don't. They just they just keep saying them. Seventy eight percent of their hospitalizations are fully vaccinated. are partially vaccinated. That means that 95% of their hospitalizations are vaccinated even just partially, okay? That means 5%. 5% of their hospitalizations are unvaccinated. Tell me again how it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Explain it to me. Because even if you count those partially vaccinated people because you say, oh, they didn't get the whole thing, I mean you're at 22% compared to 78%. Like there there's no there's no there's no debate here. This is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is a pandemic of the vaccinated. And then I know we go back to the argument of well of course there's more people that are vaccinated because the majority of the population is vaccinated. So it only makes sense that a good amount of them would be in the hospital, right? If you have if you have 80% of your population vaccinated, of course they're going to account for some of the hospitalizations, right? No. No, it doesn't work like that. No, because you told us this vaccine works. You told us that it was 95% effective in stopping you from getting covid. That was the original claim, and I remember sharing with you guys that one of the health departments said it was 100% effective against hospitalization and death. And yet here we are. Here we are with all these hospitalizations. Here we are with all these deaths. Here we are with all these cases. Okay, where is the truth? This is not truthful anymore. There is no truth anymore. You can't have a logical argument with someone because there is no more logic. There's no logic about masks. There's no logic about vaccines. There's no logic about policies. There's no logic about kids. There's There's no science. There's just no science. It's all propaganda. So let's look at Israel real quick. Now that we talked about Australia, um, now uh, this week someone went on and they compared September of 2020 to um, like summer and small summer and fall of oh sorry um, uh, uh, September of 2021 this this past month compared to fall and summer of last year, and right now Israel has a higher case rate. Than last year when there were no vaccines, and for deaths, um, September of of this year is higher than November of last year, a month or two before they started the vaccines. So we're at they're at a higher death rate now than last year when there was no one vaccinated, and they're at like what? Uh, oh yeah, they're at sixty seven percent fully vaccinated and sixty two percent partially vaccinated. And here's the thing. Um, we all know that a good amount of Israel had a good amount of cases. So some of the, some people have natural immunity. So they're, they're technically, they've got to be at least 70, 75% immunity for the vaccine, like in the sense of like, if you add together the COVID vaccine and the natural immunity. Now, we know it doesn't work like that because we know the COVID vaccine doesn't stop transmission. I'm just saying, if they're going to add the numbers together, they're well over 70%. And yet, record highs, absolute record highs. Right. And then we have the US, right? According to the WHO this week, we have 156% more cases and 148% higher deaths than this time last year. They're comparing the third week of of September of this year compared to the third week of September last year. And we have 156 higher cases. It's 156% higher cases and 148% higher deaths. And yet we're claiming this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And, 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 and what, and what, how do you explain this? You can't say it's the Delta variant, right? You can't because the CDC has come right out and said that while the Delta variant is more contagious, it's less deadly. So if it's less deadly, then why do we have higher deaths now than we did before the vaccine? How does this make, that's how you know I'm getting upset. You know, I'm getting upset when I get that like high pitch, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like that, you know, like, um, and when I get like, um, really passionate, I get really low, like what is going on here? So um, now you know all about those facts and why we, we should stand. But like I said, with Australia, now Australia's numbers have been really nothing this whole time. Go look at their cases. I mean, they're, they're I don't know that there was ever a reason for them to even lock down, but they've been, they could be, they've been a complete author, authoritarian um, state and they could be because no one had the right to fight back. I mean, I'm watching these videos of people this week going and people there rallying in the streets and they, they were beaten. They were beaten by the police and they were bloody and on the ground and it was horrendous. And again, I'm trying to tell you guys that if you don't get up and you don't act now, this is coming here. This is coming to America if it's not here already. I mean, they're forcing people out of their livelihoods. They're telling people they can't go to basketball games. I mean, I could care less about that, but they can't go into restaurants. They can't, I mean, grocery stores, is that next? You can't go into grocery stores. You can't fly. You can't go here. You can't go there. I saw today that there's a company, I can't remember where, but I'm sure you can look it up. It's not hard. um, That is charging $100 extra, I can't remember if it was a week or a month if your spouse on your insurance plan was not vaccinated um if you worked for a company so basically if my husband was not vaccinated and i had my insurance through my job we would be charged hundred dollars i don't know if it was every paycheck whatever it is but you know you we see the shift of incentives to punishments incentives to coercion basically you got to give up everything so so like i said with australia this is coming here right but we have our guns right we have our guns but think about this: How hard is it to get ammo right now? I mean, this is this is purposeful. If you tried to buy ammo. I went to Tennessee last summer to look, to look at a house because we were hoping to buy something there eventually, and I bought as much ammo as I could afford while I was there. And even then, it was not stocked well. Um, I know someone who owns a gun shop. Uh, really, really difficult getting in gun um, ammo. They're they're buying reloaders to try to do it themselves. I mean, it's. It's, 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 it's really, it's really rough. And so tell me, you know, like you think about this, what do you, what do you do? What do you do? I and mean, I'm telling you, I'm telling you to go and act, right. But what do you do? Well, one, you don't get comfortable. You know, we're all so comfortable in our, our warm homes and our nice cars and our jobs and our McDonald's, you know, the fact that you can, well, I don't know about McDonald's, but the fact that you can go and get a, get food at every corner. Um, and we're comfortable in that. But you need to get uncomfortable. You need to be ready. You need to be prepared. First of all, first and foremost, action, don't comply. Don't comply with this stuff, okay? Like I said earlier, go, go to your senators. Go to your um, your assemblymen. Go to your local representatives. Stand up. Arrange a rally. Get your people to stand together. Go to your school board meetings and fight for your kids who are masked. Not mine, but yours. I don't know, maybe. Then get prepared, be prepared. Be prepared with food. Be prepared with water. A lot of water. If you have a well, get a hand pump. Get um, gallons of water. Be ready. Be, have um, propane tanks or a grate or to put over a fire to boil your water if you have to go get it from another source. Uh, have your ammo backed up. Absolutely. Get a bow and an arrow if you have to hunt without a gun because ammo is so expensive. Um, have your Bible be ready with that. You're gonna need to be in prayer. Have a game plan with your family. If it all goes to crap, where's your family meeting? Cell phone lines will be down. Everyone remembers 9-11. Where's your family meeting? I think my family thought I was crazy three to four years ago. I said to them at Thanksgiving, we're going to sit down, we're going to make a plan of what to do if there was an emergency. And looking back now, they're like, oh, that's probably a good idea. We should probably do that again. You know, um, figure out ways to contact each other, figure out a game plan of where to meet, figure out what everyone needs to bring to wherever you're meeting. Like if you pick one person's house, well, that person's not going to have a food on hand for the whole family. So everyone needs to pack up their vehicles, pack up their gas, pack up their ammo, pack up their uh, whatever they can and fit it in their vehicle and get the heck to that house where they're meeting at. Okay? Boy, I sound like a prepper here, don't I? I really do. But I'm telling you, you need to be ready for these things. I'm not saying they're going to happen, but there is wisdom in being prepared for things just like you would be prepared for a tornado or a storm or anything like that. Now, I also, um, I want you to be cautious in this because obviously it needs to be age appropriate. And obviously, uh, you know, your own children, so you know what they can handle and not handle, but, uh, your older children, um, I would have a, a frank discussion about some of your concerns about what's going on in the world and why we are prepared and where supplies are and what to do if there was an emergency, if they were outside or they were inside or um, where to go and hide and what to grab when they go to hide. Like um, if your older kids are trained with guns Um these are all things like, just kind of like you you fire prep with your kids. You know, you should be doing fire drills with your kids. Like if this if this beeper goes off or the, the smoke detector says fire, fire, you need to run out and here's our meeting point. This is where we're going to meet. Because you don't know. You don't know when it's going to happen. You could have three kids out in the yard. You could have one parent mowing the lawn and another parent doing the dishes. If there's an emergency and no one's prepped. What, what do you do? You just, where do you go? Right? And so we kind of want to leave you with the last couple points. Okay. So, um, there's this quote in, uh, 1984 and you know, I've said to you guys before, like, they're never going to give us back our rights. Like we're going to have to fight for them. They don't give them back. I had no idea though, at the time that I said that to you guys, that there's actually a quote about that from 1984. And it's, it's the quote is, um, we know that no one ever seizes power with the intention of relinquishing it. Now you heard that word intention, now, they may not have the intention of relinquishing the powers that they had, but that doesn't mean they're not gonna relinquish them. And the only way they're gonna do that is if you people stand and rise up. And I'm gonna give you an example of that. Pennsylvania. This past, I think it was May, Pennsylvania had a vote for a constitutional amendment within their state that said that the governor can never, ever, ever again make a state, uh, um, claim a state of emergency over 21 days. So at 21 days, if the governor wants to extend it, he or she has to go to the legislature and get it passed to be extended. Now we have nothing like that in New York. I don't believe there's anything like that in California because they're consistently over under a state of emergency. You can poop in the street, but you can't go in a restaurant without a vaccination card. So where, um, that's something that they did to protect themselves. And that's, the type of ways we need to take back our power. We need to fight. I know there's a bill right now on the table allowing people to not be fired for it's like a health freedom bill. It doesn't go far enough. I don't think it'll pass because the Dems hold the majority. I don't know if we'll make it another year in this country the way it is to get where um, the Republicans or the independents, um, are, you know, have the majority. But this is where we're at. So, you know, the last thing I want to tell you about. Um, Because, you know, we've we've got this call to action and like I said, like there are just so many ways for you to act Um, And eventually it may come to a not as peaceful action. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. Honestly, it's um It's a little scary when you have kids, you know uh, Fear is not of God and I'm not afraid but I'm definitely concerned about where I see some things going Um, but uh, I I encourage you to read the uh, Declaration of Independence and it says That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Okay, so these, this is what we have to do. We have to remember this. We have to remember that. It's we, the people. It's we, the people that hold the power. It's we, the people who have to take the government and either alter or abolish it when it becomes destructive to the end of the people. And that's what's happening now. I mean, they have, they're have they doing a study with this new infrastructure bill to tell us um, they're going to study whether to tax our mileage. We have to do a study. I'm going to tell you right now, don't tax my mileage. Like, you're... What, You'd be encouraging people not to travel. You're encouraging people not to go spend money. What do you think this can do with the economy? I'm not even, I mean, I'm not even a basic level economist and I can tell you that's just stupid. You keep taxing people, they're going to do less. Hello, they can't afford it. Oh, another rant. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So here's what, here's what you're going to do. First, you're going to pray. Because I believe God has given all of us a different calling. Everyone's different. But clearly, mine is my mouth. I have been given a calling to uh, run my mouth and um, and I am constantly in a battle between too much and too little. And that's okay. That's I'm just being real about where I'm at. But everyone has a gifting. Your gifting may not be um, running your mouth. Your gifting may be organization and you can organize within your family lists of who to be where and who to do what. You can organize rallies. You may be a person who is really good at construction and you're able to build some of the things for the events that are coming up. You may be really good at audio and able to record things and make videos. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where you're called. I know God gives each of us a gift. And in order to know how to use it and and to use it to glorify God, you need to seek him. So uh, first and foremost, pray, seek God, see what you got to do. And then act. Just simply act. Step forward. Stand up. Say, no, I'm not doing this. And and even if you're a person who's listening to this and you're vaccinated, that does not disclude you from this. Because even if you're vaccinated and you made the personal choice to get vaccinated, this affects you. These things affect you. Stand with your brother or sister that chose not to get it. Because you want the freedom down the line to say, I'm not going to get that sixth booster. I mean, Israel is now telling people, that if they can't get their thir- if they don't get their third booster, they can't have a green pass to go into grocery stores. You think that's not coming here because it is. So that's what I'm saying to you. Like New York City students gonna say, "Wait, you don't have the booster, you can't go in." And I know what you're thinking that the booster isn't available for younger people, but uh, that's only gonna be so long because they're gonna say they see good good results from. I mean, what did I see today? They're already saying the booster is 11 fold times more protection. But then an Israeli study that I told you guys about last week said it give you 12 more days. Like, what would, where's the science? I don't know anymore. You don't even, can't even believe the science because you got to figure out who funds it. But my point being, uh, all that rambling is that you can act if you so choose. And I encourage you to choose because this isn't good. This way we're going, it isn't good. And if you've got kids, I hope you can see it because it's terrifying what I'm seeing. Not terrifying fear, terrifying. Wisdom. I need. I see this. I'm aware of it. I need to use wisdom to direct it. I want you to go and read some of the Bible stories about about bad times and what the Christians did during them. Because I can tell you, they didn't sit on the ground and complain. They just didn't. The not the not the good ones anyway. Not the good ones. So so that's it for today. I hope that you guys will uh, join me next week. Um, I don't know what we're going to go over, but I'm sure it'll be another crazy week in New York. And I want to remind you also that I have a Facebook page now where I share some of the articles that I reference in, in my podcast and also some other fun facts that I find or see that I think you'd be interested in. And then I'd also like you to head over to, uh, the bmgnetwork.com and check out our other podcasts and materials and, um, and shows because they are really truly phenomenal if you enjoy any of my ramblings i believe you would really love these not all of them are are covid minded as that's been my uh general focus that's where i feel called right now but um there's some great podcasts about other things that are going on and just uh social aspects and what's going on in our life and i i I think you should check them out i think you'd really like them and other than that i will see you guys next week on set apart with kc only on the bmg network Set Apart with KC was produced, edited, and recorded in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of Set Apart with KC, go to thebmgnetwork.com. Join me next time on Set Apart with KC, only on the BMG network.